Well, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Northfield Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of the program today. As always, I want to say thanks to our friends at Outpost Coffee for providing us with incredible caffeinated beverages. Check these guys out at outpostcoffeeco.com. I want to focus in on on edifying the saints because I believe the the majority of people who listen to this podcast are believers who who love the Lord, who who have a desire to want to serve Him and know Him and and and, and go in depth. Um, one of the things that I talked about this this last week in my sermon, and you can go listen to that message if you want, is out of Philippians chapter three and and. And Philippians chapter three has such good or good nuggets about those that are in Christ. He, Paul does a, a, a compare and contrast here, starting in chapter three, verse a, uh, eighteen through twenty-one. He says, "For many, he starts with with those who at one point were in the faith, and then those that are still in the faith now." This is we we know that you can't lose your salvation. I know that my Armenian brothers can say, "Well, yeah, we can lose our salvation." Scripture has enough evidence to prove that that you you don't lose your salvation. You just never get it from the beginning. You might have a, an affiliation with um, religion, but you're not activated for the cause of Christ. So, starting in chapter three, verse eighteen, for many of whom I have often told you and now tell you, even with tears. Walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. So there's there's this, he, he talks about these people who are at one point named the name of Christ, who at one point said they loved Christ. But for many whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears. So he is brokenhearted over this. He is sad over this, that, that these Men and women now walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. And here's what he says to they, who they are. Those who have stepped, who've said that they are love Christ. So I think of people um, like Joshua Harris. I think of guys like Derek Webb, um, who who said for so many years that they were lovers of Christ, who had a desire to follow Christ, who had a desire to do what was, was godly and, and biblical, um, even had the right language, even knew how to talk the talk well. Um they they come out now and saying, well, I, I don't I don't identify as a as a Christian anymore, and and there's like this universal Christ that they that they follow, but it's not a biblical Christ. And if you look at both of their lives, both of those men were engaged in some type of sin that they refused to repent of, refused to own, refused to um to just say Christ. Lay it at your feet, and listen. It didn't even have to be a. We didn't have to publicize it. All they had to do was go before the Lord and say, "Lord, I'm sorry." But rather, what they did is they they both divorced their wives. They both engaged in some sort of probably moral failing, where they refused to own it, and, and just said, "I'm not going to pursue Christ anymore." So Paul is writing about these types of men, where. With tears in their eyes, with tears in his eyes, he says, I'm telling you about these guys. They're just, they're, they're, they're enemies of the cross of Christ. And it's just, it's a, it's a brokenness that happens in Paul's tone here. And then he says in verse 19, their end is destruction. Their God is their belly and their glory is in their shame. 
with minds set on earthly things. And this is the problem with most of the world. Even most of the church world is most of us have our minds set on things that are not godly. We have our minds set on things that are earthly. We have our minds set on things that are primarily temporary. And we trade eternal blessings for temporary pleasures. And so Paul is just broken over this, but then he he, he shifts his intentions here and he, and he goes into a more um, God-honoring tone. And he says, but, but our citizenship. So he says, okay, that's who these people are. But then he goes, us who are in Christ, we who are in Christ, our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we await a savior and the Lord, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. And so this is the idea. This is the encouragement here is that, listen, I know that the world is crazy. I know that everything you read the news and I, and I do, and I, I, my brother keeps telling me I need to just keep my head out of the news because I just read things and I just get so absolutely depressed. I get absolutely just broken over what I see in the world today. And, I, and, I, and then on top of that, you, you compound that with coming to understand and realizing my own shortcomings and my own sinfulness. Um, I think of Psalms 38. I was reading that earlier this morning. And David writes this, and the title of it is, Do not forsake me, O Lord. It says, verse, starting in verse 1, O Lord, rebuke not me in your anger, or discipline me in your wrath. For your arrows have sunk into me. It's talking about conviction. Your, your arrows have sunk into me, and your hand is come down on me. There is no soundness in my flesh because of your indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have gone over my head and like a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. My wounds stink and fester because of my foolishness. Anybody feel that? Anybody? I mean, that you compound all the things that I've talked about with your own sinfulness. And so David David says, listen, I felt this. The psalmist here says, I felt this. This is what I feel like. And so he's pleading with the Lord, God, please don't rebuke me in your anger. Like you have every right to, but please don't. Please don't discipline me in your wrath. I am utterly, verse six says, I am utterly bowed down and and prostrate all the day long about going about in mourning for my sides are filled with burning and there is no soundness in my flesh. I am feeble and crushed and I groan because of the tumult in my heart. Oh Lord, all my longing is before you. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart throbs, my strength fails me, and the light of my eyes, it is also gone from me. Like, this is, this is the weight of our wickedness. This is the weight of our sinfulness. And the beautiful thing about knowing the Lord Jesus Christ is we can't sin and get away with it. There's a lot of people that can sin and it doesn't bother them. But but those that are in Christ, your citizenship that you have in, in this, those those men that I talked about earlier in the in the text, or in, in the well, they're referred to in the text, the type of men who have this, there's no conviction over sin, there's no desire to to, to pursue the things of holiness. 
their God is their stomach. And this is their ultimate destruction. But for us that are in Christ, our citizenship is in heaven. And we are awaiting a Savior to transform us out of these lowly and disgusting bodies into a body that is made like Christ's. Like, that's the hope we have. That's the good news of today. And I know the world's dark. I know the stuff that happens around us. Is str- we're just, we just struggle. We hurt. We are in pain. We see all these things. And this is the pleading that we should have, as in Psalms 38. Oh, Lord, rebuke me not in your anger. And so that's my prayer as I read this. God, I don't want you. You have every right to rebuke me. You have every right to judge me. You have every right to discipline me. But God, I ask for forgiveness. I ask for plead. I'm pleading for your mercy. This is what the psalmist writes. This is, And this should be, as a believer, our heart level desire. Because why? Our citizenship is in heaven. And, and so Paul tells us here, and then kicks off in verse four, therefore, my brothers, whom I love. So talking about those that are brothers in Christ. So this is the encouragement that I'm telling you, brothers and sisters in Christ, whom I love and long for. You're the joy and my crown. That's what you are. Stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. And so that's my hope for us. That's my plea for us today is don't lose heart over what's going on in the world today. Don't lose heart. Don't worry about the news. Christ is on his throne. He's sovereignly in control, and he is bringing this to its glorious conclusion. So just cling to knowing who Jesus is and understand that our citizenship is not here on planet Earth presently. This world is not our home. Scripture calls us aliens, sojourners, people that are not a part of this world. Our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior. What's the point of a Savior? To rescue us to redeem us, to set us free from the bondage and the shackles of sin. And that's what we're in right now. You and I, how many, listen, have you struggled with sin? Do you struggle with lust? Do you struggle with um, anger? Do you struggle with pride? Do you struggle with these things? Well, listen, so does everybody else. So does everybody else. And, and the hope is you're not alone here. And you you look towards Christ. You put your hope in Christ, knowing that Christ is more than enough, more than sufficient to take care of your problems, more than sufficient to take care of where you are. Trusting in him, putting all your chips in on that, that knowing Christ is, is more than sufficient. That's what we're holding to. That's our clinging, pleading hope. So that's what I want to leave you with. Too. I want to encourage you. The world's dark, but that's okay, because this ain't our home and our citizenship is in heaven. And we're going to be transformed. We're going to be transformed by the glory of God. Woof. That's good stuff. All right. I love you all. Have a great week. Hey, really quick. I want to just say thanks to our friends at DSR for supporting this podcast. Hey, are you looking for a job? You know somebody that is looking for a job? Well, DSR is hiring. And they're they're going to train you. They're going to put you through all the things that are necessary to keep you employed. Um, Give them a call, 918-336-6900. Talk to their HR department, and and they'll tell you what to do. DSR, we deliver technology.